Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. My man, Glenn, how are you? Not bad, and you, sir? Fantastic, fantastic. It is a, a wonderful cold blustery even here in the northwest oh it's not cold it's just wet you're right it's not as cold as it was last week it was cold last week (laughs) goodness gracious brother it was in the it was in the 20s up here it's just it's a balmy 40 right now 45 give or take but i dig it i dig it um something about this weather i like bundling up people say it's depressing and they don't like it but i don't mind it i like bundling up putting on fancy jackets and stuff like that and staying warm it's like it's weird for me. It's an adventure, but I dig it. Yep. Is that weird? Not not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> nice. Well, today's episode, you're going to have myself, Kyle Reed, along with my man here. Glenn Rocks here. Glenn, thank you for joining us this week again. Much appreciated. Always Mucho. happy to be here. Mucho appreciado, my man. This week's episode is something that we have discussed in the past, um, and it's come up in a lot of topics, and we had this on the board for a little while. We hadn't gotten around to it, but this week we are going to record on it, and that is going to be all about emotional management. So one of the things when we say emotional management, Glenn, what does that mean to you? To me, it means con- you know, control and balance of the emotions you have because yeah. they literally dictate what you're going to experience in life. Yeah. It's going to dictate the decisions you make. It's going to affect everything you experience in, in, in your work life, your relationships, your personal life. Emotions, they're powerful. Very. Uh, they can bring you up. They can tear you down. Mm-hmm. They can tear others down. There, there's... and. That's probably the one thing that we as humans can pick up on pretty easily just by looking at someone. You can tell when someone's emotional. You can tell when someone's angry, when they're to that point of rage. Yeah. Or when they're super happy. I mean, we all see the smiles. We see some laughter. Yeah. Yeah, But then there are those people that know how to hide their emotions. And when when we say that, right, when we say the word emotional does it seem like it has a negative connotation to it and and again that I, I guess that would depend on how you're perceiving it just in general in speaking general. in generalities well yeah well yeah in society i guess we do put a negative yeah. spin on it that I would person agree. is very emotional that person is very emotional yeah um it could mean it could is? it's also used to describe someone who's really going through some serious pain mm-hmm but just as you just mentioned, happy is an emotion too. Yeah, happiness definitely is an emotion. Joy, those are emotions. But for some reason, we connect the word or term emotional with negative emotions. Well, think of the pain, the, sadness. There, there, are, there are four actual emotions, mm-hmm. and three of them are negative. There's, oh, yeah. There's hate, there's anger, and there's sadness. Those th- those are the, the the three that we hear about the most. That's why emotional tends to bring up such a negative thought because three of the four, mm-hmm. the fourth being happiness, 
one of them. One of them is a very positive thing. It brings up very positive things to everyone. Yeah. But hate, anger, and sadness. What else do people say? Are you mad, sad, happy, or glad? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely something I think that needs to be explored, right? So when we talk about emotional management, uh, we're not necessarily saying to manage your emotions per se, but we're saying to be aware of them, right? So when I think of emotional right. management, I think of awareness, and I think how that helps to manage to your expectations and can remove bias in certain scenarios. Right. So we're not saying not to be emotional about things or not to have an emotion or feel happy, sad, mad, glad about something, um, but really to just be aware of those things, especially when going through decision-making process. Glenn, you, you had mentioned um, when you are talking about that how it dictates your decisions and your decision-making right. process. That's why you don't go into a car dealership look at a car and show them that you're happy about that car that you really want that car you what's that gonna your, do you don't show your emotion because they're gonna they're gonna target that and go oh you really want this car well yeah. they're gonna play on your heartstrings for that so from a salesman's perspective that's target exactly they'll target your emotions and use them against you as a tool exactly so if you don't have a handle on your emotions if you don't recognize those moments and sort of put them in check mm-hmm Others can use those against you. That's fantastic. When you went and got your last car, which you're probably going to go buy a new Chevy Blazer next year when they come out. I'm going to keep no, putting no, that in your no, head. There's no problem. I'm going to keep I'm putting going, that in your I'm going to. <laughs> I've already got the plan in place. It's going to happen. When are they releasing? They're releasing in spring. They haven't actually given a date. Nice. Okay. Good stuff. I'm excited about this. I know that you're excited about this car. Oh, yeah. And I know that you're very happy of, uh, on its return. I don't remember the last time they made it was. Um, probably been at least 10 years now, though. Pretty Give close. Yeah. Um, how are you going to keep your emotions in check? Well, for When you me, go to that dealership. If, if, uh, <laughs> this if, one seems a little bit harder. Well, no. If, if you've listened to one of our previous episodes, we did discuss my plan on Buying how a car. to buy a car. Yeah. You've got to control the discussion. You don't go in with emotion. You know exactly what you want. Okay, I want that car. But you don't let them know that's the car you've decided on. You just tell them. You have two hours to sell me that car. I want to pay this much. And here's how much down payment I have. You've got two hours. Go. There's very few car dealerships that will not take that and go, uh, uh, uh. Okay, I'll go get the paperwork. They they take that that as a sign of, oh man, this guy knows exactly what he wants. He doesn't want to mess around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose the sale. <laughs> They're not going to play on the emotions or waste time. They're just going to get right down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And then you tell them, hey, I've got two other offers, for something similar at other dealerships. What are you going to do for me? Mm-hmm. So put them on the defensive. Yep, put them on the defensive. But, you know, that's, again, we don't want to really get into the buying of cars here. No. It's the emotion, controlling the emotions in this in, in a situation like that. You've got to control your emotion. So create a plan. Create a plan. And recognize when your emotions are showing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying bottle up the emotions. No, that's, that's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, 
but control them um, in certain situations so that they are not controlling you. Mm. Maintain a calm, cool, and collected demeanor, huh? Right. <laughs> one one thing as well that um, when we when we talk about um, emotional management, something that comes to the, the table in the forefront as well is professionalism. Right. Something that I think is synonymous with professionalism is um, also potentially having an even-keeled demeanor, mm-hmm. right? An even-keeled demeanor can also give the uh, illusion that that person is leading with logic and not emotion. Right. So I think that that's something that kind of can come into play, too. So when you talk about being in a professional environment, how are you managing your emotions day to day that allow you to be able to lead with logic and make logical decisions rather than emotional decisions. Right. And also recognizing those moments when you let those emotions out, the perception that others around you are picking up from those emotions. Mm-hmm. Are you creating a hostile work environment with your emotions? Definite possibility. Definite possibility. Oh my God, that, that fucking lazy salesperson. Oh my God, they didn't, they didn't, do the basics of their job, and now I'm having to pick up the slack. And you say something like that out loud? Glenn. Someone's going to hear it. That sounds like somebody I've talked to at work before. Oh, gee, I wonder who that is. <laughs> no, we're, we're all guilty of something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, yeah. We let our emotions out for just a moment, but that you don't sets think of the it. expectation then. People are, are automatically, they've got that perception of, oh, Glenn, I don't want to piss him off because he's yeah. going to talk shit about me behind my back. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's expectations both ways, right? Mm-hmm. You now have created an expectation for that individual. Yep. And people are creating an expectation for you, right? So if you allow that to creep in and um, have a hand in your decision-making mm-hmm. process, then you're going to have problems. Exactly. Trouble. How do you how do you recognize that initially? Oh, gosh, it usually comes in bursts, too. Mm-hmm. I'll recognize it as soon as I get an email from someone. Oh, here we go. Wait a second. I automatically just started because I said, oh, here we go. So you allow your emotions to set an expectation for Exactly. I individual. automatically start building up walls going, this is what I'm expecting from this person. I'm going to get a call from this person in five minutes. They just emailed me, and they're going to not wait for five minutes. For me to answer them, they're just going to call me and ask me the same question. (laughs) You just start getting that tension that builds. Mm -hmm. Small at first, but then you don't put it in check so it builds a little bit more. And then that phone call comes in, you're already on edge. Why do you think it gets you there? So it's something you dislike, obviously. So it bothers you. It's more of a pet peeve, right? Okay. I mean, we all have those pet peeves, those little things that annoy us and dig at us. Yeah. And and just pushes the right buttons to set us off. Um, They're they're pet peeves that just, you know they're there, you know what bothers you, and rather than deal with those things, just push them off. Oh, it's just a small thing. Uh But then it hits you and it, it just automatically blows up to a big thing, right? It's like a balloon. Little tiny little rubber thing, but you put some air into it, it expands. Because you haven't dealt with it. Exactly. Right. You've bottled up that emotion and just let it out. So how do we manage to that? 
because that's the thing I think we're looking at too, right? Is it's right. not it's not saying hey suppress your emotions. It's saying hey manage them. Right. Deal with these things that come up on a day to day. How how do we do that? Well, for me, um, something I've discussed in the past on on the podcast. I'm not exactly sure which episodes, but I know I've done it several times. You have to remember all the episodes, Glenn. I do. I do. Um, I'm so so sorry. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Figures. But I know I've discussed. Um, I've been through anger management. Mm-hmm. I used to be an angry kid. Yeah. Um, something my dad never knew because it was during high school and um, where was also this when I went through college. Uh, I believe. What town? Where, where were you living at at the time? I believe I was living in Sumner. Okay. So you're in this area. You weren't down south. Oddly enough, yeah, I was living in Sumner, but going to school in Edmonds, Meadowdale. That's far. Pretty far, yeah. Jeez. Because that school recruited me for their jazz band. Oh, there you go. Go figure. Yeah. So these you mentioned, but you, you I was anger management. Yeah, yeah, I was I was dealing with with anger issues. I mean, literally at the drop of a hat, I would explode, and I would just put people on the ground. Mm-hmm. I would always make sure that I was not the first one to instigate the fight, but I would definitely finish the fight. But I recognize it was my anger that um, after a while I, I realized I could actually hurt people. Hmm. And I did hurt people. I just wanted to cope with it. Well, I started talking to school counselors. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, they're actually licensed um, psychiatrists. And they deal with anger issues. They specialize in anger issues. Go figure. In this area, anger issues? No, no one has those. Nobody. But uh, I sat down with them, just started talking. They asked me, well, what makes you angry? I'm like, well, just people, you know? They're just, well, what about people? You, for instance, are just pushing my buttons right now. What buttons? Write them down. Write down what's making you angry. Put it into words. If you can't say it, write it. I'm like, well, how do I do that? Because it's hard for me to put my anger into words. Okay, well, when you start to feel angry, write down why you're feeling angry. Just start with the sentence, I am angry. Then put the uh, word because. And then fill out the sentence. I'm angry because. I'm angry because. And if it's something worth being angry about, you have a reason to be angry. If it's something that's not worth your time and effort. How do you decide that, though? Because I feel like you're getting angry about it, clearly, right? So somehow you're justifying that already. You're justifying it in the moment you're feeling the emotion because you're letting the emotion control you. Mm -hmm. But when you're actually looking at it and going, no, they called me right after an email. Okay, that's something I don't need to get angry over. It's just something stupid. Mm-hmm. It's a minor thing. It's not something that's going to control my life or affect my life when I go home. Yeah. Um, now, someone punches me, I have a legitimate reason to be angry. They punched me for no reason. I didn't do anything to them. You don't know that, Glenn. Well, that's, <laughs> you, ne- you never know, right? Um, maybe they. Maybe they just 
knew that in the future I was going to do something to them. Maybe they came from the future. Who knows? But someone hits you for no reason, you have a reason to be angry. Mm-hmm. I was just punched for no reason. I didn't do anything to you, and you, you assaulted me. So I'm angry. Okay. But if you're angry because someone's saying words to you, what are those words? If I were to get mad every time someone called me a white cis hetero male lately, I don't I'd be, I'd think be pissed off pretty much a lot. How many people have called you that? This a week, a white cis hetero male. This week, who says that? Well, we've got several people at, in the office. that like to do that just to mess with um, you. No, they they do it because they honestly have no other argument with me when we discuss anything in the political realm. It always starts off in a fine discussion, right? So it makes you mad? I don't get mad. Not anymore because I've got my emotions in control over that. <laughs> you just said if every time someone calls you that. <laughs> I, yeah, if, if I let that bother me every, every time someone used words on me, mm-hmm. I don't get mad at words now. So when you do this exercise, what do you think it provides? So it provides, you, you write it down, mm-hmm. right? What did you feel when you perspective? Because you go, why am I getting mad over that? Mm -hmm. In my in my day, I've got twenty four hours, sixty minutes per hour. Yeah, sixty seconds per minute, sixty minutes per hour. Right? I mean, you get tons of time. This one moment, this one second, where someone pushes a button, am I going to let that ruin my whole day? Is it really worth them taking my happiness for that moment? Mm-hmm. And when did you do this exercise? So you did it clearly when you were... My sophomore year. Level-headed at the time, right? When you were writing it down, you weren't upset about something. Oh, so. no, I was automatically upset. When you but were writing I started, things down? I started literally just... I'd follow their plan. Okay, I'm pissed off right now, so I'm, I'm in school. What am I going to do? Am I going to start a fight and get kicked out and have my dad get pissed off at me? Yeah. No. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. I sat down and okay, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because mm-hmm. my pencil broke. Because <laughs> you're so pissed. Okay, so I'm pissed off because my pencil broke. Why did my pencil break? Because I was squeezing it too hard. Okay, well, why was I squeezing it too hard? Because that person looked at me wrong. Did you get mad and blame yourself? Like, yeah, you pretty do? much. I was getting I was getting mad at myself more than anything when I realized yeah. it. I was getting mad that they were affecting me. Hmm. I knew it was stupid stuff. I know that the the stuff they were using to get my emotions into those those positions where they could egg me on. I knew what they were doing. Yeah. But I didn't control my emotions. Well, this gave me an avenue to write them down and understand what they were doing. Yeah. No, this person's just trying to piss me off now. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to write down, okay, well, I'm I'm mad, but it's small. They, they just uh, called me a name. What is that name? It's their opinion. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am. Am I white, cis, hetero male? By today's standards, I guess so. But is that a negative? <laughs> oh, my God. I know that name really gets you, right? It does. <laughs> Who the fuck says that? 
I'll tell you afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. Good call. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Because that, that, I think it brings another thing into play, right, is you mentioned, so we talk about pet peeves and how pet Mm -hmm. peeves are small things that add up that affect you and lead you to an explosion, right? You brought all these things up. It's like shaking a bottle of soda with a lid on it. Now, when you wrote down your emotions, I am mad because, I am angry because, I'm pissed off because, and you start to take a look at these things and you realize these things are small, what is a step that someone can take that doesn't just minimize those things so they also become pebbles in your shoe right or Mm -hmm. or a little bit of shake of that bottle before it explodes until you know you can shake it 10 20 times you got all these little things that have added up and cause an explosion now how do you manage to that because i think that's maybe what we're looking for too and and for me a little gem that we can provide to our listeners it was a simple act yeah i took that list of things that were making me mad Uh literally i kept a journal an anger journal is what they called it okay I took that journal, and at the end of the week, I'd go, okay, here's all the things that are making me angry. I'm going to let them go. And how do I let them go? I'm going to signify that. I've written them down. That's signifying me holding on to them. I understand them. I know what they are. I'm holding on to them. Mm -hmm. But now I need to signify or or show that I'm letting them go. I took a match, and I burned them. Oh, wow. How often did you do the exercise? Well, it took me a year and a half to get over the anger issues I had. <laughs> so you did it quite frequently. It was like a I daily, did. weekly thing. Once monthly, I started, maybe. it became a habit. Yeah. So you would, when you would recognize anger, frustration, fear, whatever the emotion is. Especially for high schoolers. I mean, think yeah. of all the emotions high schoolers go through. They're still learning um, to control their emotions. Angst. They're, start, they're still <laughs> learning what their emotions are and yeah. what's affecting them in life. They have no idea what's ahead of them. Yeah. That's that's huge. I think it's a fantastic exercise, right? And maybe burning that note may not be the answer for everybody. No. But each person's going to have a different different way of dealing with their, their yeah. emotions. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you, you mentioned it provides, I wrote the word down too here, and, and you said it is, is it provides perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It provides you another way to take a look at these things so you can find out how you can truly kind of cope with these things and manage these things rather than just pushing them and letting them fall by the wayside right right now what about sadness sadness is another one Mm -hmm. right when and we keep going down this negative emotional track here but sadness is not one that i think that you want to suppress you want to take a look at it it on yeah let it out accept it don't bottle up sadness no just eats away it think of it like there's a reason why sadness is is associated with crying right Mm mm-hmm what does water do to metal? Rust. Causes it to rust. Causes corrosion. But what does water do to plants? Yeah. Causes them to grow. Exactly. So if you're holding it in a container, it's going to rust right through. Mm-hmm. It's going to do damage to yourself. Let it out. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Let something else grow. Let it let it go out health, in, a, in a healthy way, you know. Mm-hmm. Sadness is part of life. We're all going to experience it. And if you don't think you're going to experience it. You're in for a bumpy ride. I'll tell you what. Shock. Yeah. No, that's good, right? So that's that's another critical emotion when we talk about these things is when you take a look at sadness, how do you, how do you manage that emotion and go on about your day-to-day? 
We're not saying to hide it or suppress it. Mm -hmm. But how do you cope with it? How do you accept it? And how do you move forward from it? Well, for sadness, um, it's a little bit different. You know, you don't you don't want to write down your sadnesses and, and just burn them. Yeah, that's no. Right. No. In this case, you got to let your sadness out, but you've also got to talk about it. Yeah. Got to open up about it. Sharing your sadness actually is a great way to release that pent-up feeling. Yeah. Um, so many people don't let out their emotions in a healthy way. And take a look at Robin Williams, for example. Mm-hmm. That man did everything he could to entertain others, but he bottled up his own emotions. And he was dealing with some illness at the same time. So you've got depression, illness. You've got a very bleak outlook on life already. So mm-hmm. what ended up happening with him? Yeah, I saw somewhere, when we talk about comedians, um, specifically I saw somewhere something said, uh, most great comedians are truly dark people. They just find a humorous way to put a twist on their outlook. So, yeah, potentially sad people. Um, we talked about perspective again, right? So that comes up in perspective. I think, what is perspective? It's another way to look at something, right? Another, right. another view of something. So I think to cope and to manage sadness, it's maybe also recognize happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? For every dark night, there's a bright day after that damn straight right so when you take a look at these things whatever it is it's making you sad if it's an event or a thing or a feeling or a person or an emotion also take a look and and remind yourself that that is how you recognize happiness Mm -hmm. because of that so you're not simply trying to just let it go and release it and forget about it like you mentioned anger or frustration but you're recognizing it and using it to recognize positive emotions as well. I guess one of the, the, the best practices, and I learned this at a very young age for sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, we love animals, and we've always been a dog family. Mm. I'm not going to put down cat families, but I do. I'll put down cat families. They're lazy. Anyway, well, I'm, just, anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I, I do love dogs. Um, and as long as long as I can remember back, I've I've always had a dog in the family. Um, one Christmas, I got a cocker spaniel puppy, mm-hmm. named it Whiskers. Whiskers. Six weeks later, got out of the backyard, ran out in the street, was a run over. Oh. Um, very sad day. Obviously, I, mean, mm-hmm. I was only six at the time. Um, devastated sadness you know i was i was crying and my dad did what he could to to comfort me and when i just stopped talking my dad finally said okay son you need to start talking i still wouldn't talk he said okay well i understand you miss whiskers you're sad over whiskers you remember what whiskers did over there at the the tree when you first pulled him out of the christmas box I nodded. Says, "What? What did he do? Did he grab? Uh, didn't he grab that ribbon and take off running with it?" I'm like, mm-hmm. It's like, well, how long did it take you to get him from under the couch with that ribbon? 
I started chuckling, and he's like, you see, you're starting to remember some of the good things you did have with Whiskers while we had him. You just got to remember some of those happier times. Don't focus just on the sadness of the loss. Focus on the good times that you did have while you were there. Make it an opportunity to allow you to appreciate Yes. what you had. That way you're not just focusing on the lack that you're going to have moving forward. Focus on what you have and what you've earned during the time you did have that relationship. That's good. It's important. It's critical. Penny, Penny's in the jar of love, man. Penny's in the jar of love? <laughs> Where's that from? Love. From yours truly. Glenn Rooks? <laughs> from he coined it. You put a little penny in that jar, and coin eventually you're going to... That's right, I coined that phrase. <laughs> you're going to have that jar <laughs> filled with happy memories. Each penny is a happy memory. That's what I'm like. <laughs> Rohit loved that one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we wind down on this one, I like I like that you said that. Pennies in the jar of fluff. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like that. At least one of us does. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> you got to appreciate the negative things and the good things. Um, today's episode was all about emotional management. Glenn and I went through several different things and discussed how to manage or cope with various emotions and how they can, certain emotions you can allow to seep into your decision-making process and allow them to cloud your judgment and what that can do for you and how leading with logic, especially when decision-making, can help you get to where you want to go, right? If you have a goal in mind, approach that goal methodically. Remove emotion from the equation. So that way you can reach your goals. Um, emotions can also allow you to change your expectations on things and dictate the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn mentioned his car buying experience, right? Had you not gone in there the way that you went, what would that what would that experience look like? What will that experience look like in six or eight months when you go to get that new blazer that I know you're really excited about? Mm-hmm. If you don't go in and manage your emotions, right? You're going to get taken to the cleaners. Oh, I've already written down my plan. You're going to get exactly taken to the I'm cleaners, right? If you don't. So create a plan. It's another way that you can do that, right? So we talked about a lot of things, a lot of great ways to manage several different types of emotions and the, the four primary emotions that we went through. I like happy, sad, mad, glad. Glenn's got four different ones there. Um, pretty similar, though, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're pretty close. Hate, anger, sadness, happiness. Hate, man, hate is a strong one, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So when we take a look at those things, again, it's, this is not about suppressing your emotions. This is about being aware of them, accepting them, and showing you methods to lead with logic and critical thinking. So with that said, Glenn, thank you, man. Appreciate you this, this evening. I love you, man. Oh, I love you too, brother. Don't get all emotional on me. Emotional? No, man. <laughs> Want to get me emotional? Just listen to that song again. Yeah, like Christmas joint, Christmas right. shoes, Christmas shoes. Good jam, good jam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast. I'm gonna do it again, Glenn, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. So check us out on the website gystpodcast.com. 
Facebook, Instagram. Glenn, you've been doing a ton of stuff on Instagram lately. Um, much appreciated. It's hey. looking good. It's looking good. I like sharing our vision with everyone else. Yes. Yes, indeed. Appreciate that. So check us out. Take a look at the Instagram. Glenn is putting a ton of uh, great material up there. Great media. Um, like us. Share us. Send us reviews on your favorite podcast player, whether that be Podcast Addict, the podcast default player in your in your iPhone, whatever it looks like. We appreciate the feedback. So thank you. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.